What you might hear on the Dad Podcast can be considered offensive. We have explicit content. You have been warned. Proceed with caution. Titties! You're listening to the Dad Podcast. Let's get started. Fuck those little kids. While I'm sitting here waiting, I uh, found myself getting hooked onto something that I seem to get hooked on a lot recently. Uh, it's not TikTok. Uh, that'd be for my wife and my kids. I don't I don't get on TikTok that much. But I do every once in a while get on Facebook, Instagram, that kind of stuff. And somehow it always gets me caught up uh, with these carpet cleaning, rug cleaning videos, which is ridiculous. First off, no rug is that dirty unless it's buried in mud for six years. So obviously the shit's staged. That is way too much mud. I don't know if they just buried it in the backyard and then decided to dig it up later. Uh, but just a typical rug out of a house does not get that muddy like that for them to clean. Awesome that they can clean it, but it's not that dirty. Second, I don't know why I get caught up on these. I don't know if I'm just waiting to see what the rug looks like. I always get stuck on them. And I just like, this is dumb. I know this is staged. This is stupid. But... I still get stuck watching them, Uh, just like some of the grossest videos, and it's probably because they are gross, those nasty-ass pimple-popping videos. I don't even like to pop my own when I get them. Of course, they're on my butt cheeks, so they're a little harder to pop, but it's disgusting. My wife has this fascination. She always wants to pop everybody else's. Weird. Whatever again. But when they pop up on the video, I can't help but sit and watch as they, they, they pull the hair out for the blackheads or they squeeze and scrape. and I mean, some of these, uh, I guess they're not pimples anymore, but the uh, big old, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, but they cut into them with an X-Acto knife. Still squeeze it like a pimple, get all this stuff out, but then I see them digging their fingers in there and cleaning out the sides. And a lot of times it's like, oh, it's got to hurt. You know, and I'm cringing and shit, but I still can't look away. It's crazy. These, these carpet videos are like the same way for me. I can't look away, and I don't know why. Because, again, first off, the rugs end up being, like, hideous. I don't know why anybody even have this. Like, this one I'm watching now is, it's like uh, white and yellow. It's like a yellow square with a white square in the middle and then a little frilly doily thing in the middle of that. Obviously, they call it gorgeous. Now, see, when they're done cleaning the top, they flip it over, and there's, like, 30 pounds of mud underneath. Again, unless this rug is buried in the yard, you know, it's not getting that dirty inside the house. I don't know if they're, like I said, if they're if they're doing this on purpose for the cleaning video to to make them this filthy. Also, the the food making, the food making videos always get me. Uh, I would never try half of the stuff to make. I would try eating it. There's a long process on some of these to to uh, to make them. They catch me though. They catch me every time. I will I will be thinking about something and I never stop thinking about it. And it sucks in my head because there's always different things going on all the time. It sucks. It never stops. I could be doing one thing thinking about something else and it's just always all kinds of things. And to add to my problem of speaking in half sentences because in my head I'm speaking the full sentence but out my mouth only comes a partial of it. Um that that adds to it is what I'm getting at, I guess, that things are going on. But I'll remember it later and I'll be like, oh, yeah, it was this. 
Anyways, uh, I want to talk about my kids for a minute. So my two youngest have been going to this school. Uh, and out of the two, the older of the two youngest, uh, she's been going to this school for seven years now. Uh, it's the same school. It's like a, it's like a, a public charter school. I don't know. It's private, public. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I'm still not up to what whatever type of school it is. But I think it's been a great school. Well, she decided this year she wants to not go to that school anymore. She claims to hate it, uh, all this kind of stuff. So we are letting her. We have decided to let her try the online school that she wants to try. Um, so we made her deal to let her try that. Well, today was the last day of school. And I call her up to... You know, let her know I was on my way. I was running a little late from work to pick him up. And she's crying. And I'm like, uh, why are you crying? What happened? And she's crying because she's never going to be at that school again. And I'm just confused because she chose to leave that school. She wants to leave this school. She claims she hates that school. But she's crying because she's never going to be there again. What? And then she starts talking about how you know, she's not going to see her friends. I'm like, you have a cell phone. Your friends have cell phones. Talk. Set up times to go hang out. It's not like you're moving across the country. I don't understand it. So then I get there and I go to pick her up and she's still crying. I'm like, you can change your mind if you want. You can come back here and go to the school again next year so you're around your friends. And the response I got was, no, I hate this fucking place. It sucks. So why are you crying about never seeing it again? I leave a job that I hated. I don't ever get upset or sad that, oh, I'm never going to see this place again. I didn't get upset upset, (laughs) upset when we sold our first house and moved out. And yes, that was the house my son was born in. Not in the house. He was born in a hospital, but we lived at. Um, My kids, you know, for a few years grew up in that house. It was our first house. We, We did a lot to it. But we got a lot out of it when we sold it. It was a tiny house. I'm not sad about losing it. Sometimes I hear my kids say, oh, I miss that house. I don't get it. This house is bigger. This yard is bigger. This neighborhood is nicer. I don't understand these things. And again, maybe something's messed up in my uh, brain pan here because, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't understand that bother other people. Um, But, yeah, that's definitely one of them. I don't get the... I hate this place. I don't want to be here again. And then crying because you're never going to be there again. I just, I would like to understand because I don't get it. It's not something that I do or feel. My son, on the other hand, uh, I know he's a little upset and and sad, but not like to the point of crying. But, I mean, he has a lot of friends at that school. And he's choosing to go to another school not because he hates the school he's at, is because they don't offer sports and he wants to play sports. So he's going to go to a, to a junior high closer to home where he can play football and baseball and have a good time. It does kind of suck with these charter public win a lottery to get into the school kind of places that they don't offer a lot of things. They don't have music courses. They don't have sports. But, yeah, they're, so they're, they're both next. After the summer, uh, they're, they're both, both going to be going to different schools. Um. Which is their choice. They chose to do this. I'm happy because I don't have to take them to school or pick them up anymore. 
Because their current school is located near work, I had to drop them off every morning, pick them up every afternoon. Now the boy will ride a bus, and the daughter will be home already because she's going to do homeschool. So dad is off the hook on school class rides. Yay me. Here she is. Give me one second. Hello? Okay, if at any point it's not working, let me know, and I'll call back on my phone. Okay. So how's... So yay, back on the dad podcast. Have you been listening, or you been too busy with your 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 kids? Oh, it's been end of the year, so I've been busy. And then you know, I went ahead and got too busy for medication too, and had a seizure on top of it all. That was fun. Good lord, dumbass! Are you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. What did you just not take medication, or? Yeah, I was just forgetting my meds, and so I hadn't. I, I don't know. It was probably a good three or four days since I'd taken my meds at all. I was supposed to be taking them twice a day, and I hadn't been taking them at all. It was like one week on one, and then on the seizure-specific medication, it had been like four days. Well, I just had a seizure. Freaked no. his out. I bet Last it did. School for the kids, so she was less than pleased when I left the doctor's office and went to school anyway so I could say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's what I was, I was asking. How, how, was the, how is that uh, last day of school, being a teacher, like, are you excited? I know they're little kids, and you enjoy them, but, like, you get a little bit more freedom now? Yeah, it's a little bittersweet because by the end of the year, everybody's tired of everybody, kids and teachers, all of us. And so you're secretly like, yes, this is the last day. But also there's a part of me that's always sad because, I mean, for the most part, this will not be the case for me next year, but it usually means your last like day of spending any kind of real time with these kids who you've bonded with, you know? Yeah. So it, it sucks. Some of them from last year came back to see me a lot this year. I, I hope that continues to happen, but um, I also get the added benefit of they're moving me to second next year. So I will have some of these kids again. And the ones I don't have, I will still be seeing at recess because I will be doing recess what, with them as a second grade teacher. <laughs> what is this crap? Did you like choose to, to move up? Because this happens a lot at my kids' school too. We're like, They'll have a teacher for fourth grade, and then now that teacher's a fifth grade teacher. Like, why? So, usually it's needs of the building, and sometimes it's what a teacher wants. Sometimes, like in my case, um, we just had a lot of positions open, you know, a lot of teachers leaving the profession as a whole, but also just, like, moving around and stuff. Um, And so they'll make decisions based on who they think will work best for the team, and not making any team. You don't want any team to be completely new, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, um, in my case, I had told the principal ahead of time that if she needed somebody to move, I would move. It'd be nice to have stayed, but it's okay that I moved. Um, and I told her that my first priority was to stay at the school. And my next priority was to stay in primary, meaning K1 or 2. I didn't want to move past second grade. And so she had a third grade teacher who wanted really badly to be a first grade teacher and has for a while. (laughs) She got sick of them. So, (laughs) yeah, well, so she was a kinder teacher when I started there and she wanted to be first the next year. And they, even though there were like three open positions in first, I don't, I don't pretend to understand why administration makes the decisions they make. There were plenty of open positions for her to be moved to first, but they decided not to move her to first. So she decided to take the year off and go back to school. So she went back and got her master's and came back this year as a third grade teacher, worked the whole year as a third grade teacher, 
new principal now. And then at the end of the year, they always ask you where you want to teach, what your desires are. And she put first as her first choice. And I also put first as my first choice, but made it clear I'd move if needed. So they asked if I would move to second. Because second is expanding by one. They needed one more teacher than they had this year. Nobody from second was leaving. And I guess they, um, nobody from first was leaving. They figured it was better to hire for third. I don't know why. So they moved that teacher down to first, me over to second, and they're hiring new teachers in third. I see. But it always, why it happens, that was a really long explanation of what's happening at my school, which you didn't need to know. It just has to do with, like, what the building needs, where they need teachers, and how administration thinks it'll best work out. Do you think it's always been that way, or is it something new? Because I don't remember any of my teachers when we were growing up, uh, any of my elementary teachers from the 80s moving up with me. You know what I mean? So I had one, Miss Robertson, that I, Robertson, I believe, that I had twice in grade school. Um, but yeah, I think it's more common now and I don't, I think it's because teacher turnover is higher now. Gotcha. So I just think that when we were kids and I could be wrong, but I think that when we were kids, like a teacher would get a job, especially where we lived, like in, you know, in little town, Idaho and just stay there for her whole career. Yeah. 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 Now teachers are leaving the profession a lot, but also, um, teachers move more than they used to. I think. Gotcha. So it's more common that a teacher might go to a different district or a different state, different school, just because it is such an in-demand job, you could take it anywhere. So, and you know, just depending on how you're feeling about the school you're in or how you're being treated or the politics of any given area, you may decide to move. So, I mean, when I took this job at the school I'm at now, which I still love the school, but I took it intending to retire there and... The more people that caused me to make that decision leave, the less I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be here my whole career. Yeah. So well, we lose somebody every year that I'm like, such a big part of my decision to be here, you know? <laughs> yeah. So at uh, this point, I'm committed to all of next year, maybe the next two, but I'm not willing to commit further than the contract I've signed at this point, which is for a year. So Gotcha. Also, and, and I don't know if this is accurate or not. Uh, I was over at a, a friend's house last weekend for a party, and she had a book. Um, she was born in 83, so she's a little bit younger than me, but she was reading a book, and I guess like the teacher salary back then was a lot more mm-hmm. comparable to other salaries. Like Their pay is worse now compared to everybody else's going up. Theirs hasn't gone up, I guess is what Are I'm getting there? Oh, can you not hear me? Oh, okay. Oh, I heard, I lost you for just a second, but I heard the end of it, so I get the gist. You're saying that teacher's salary has not kept pace with cost of living. Yes, yeah, yeah. And do you think that could be, like, a reason they're going for more pay? Um, It could be for places where you can get more pay. It's still, like, overall the the profession is underpaid, right? Oh, yeah. I feel and it so always has it's been. Why it's, I mean, it's part of the reason why more movement like teachers just quit teaching and do something else because it's a lot of pay. It's a lot of stress. I mean, on top of the pay, not, not a lot of pay, but it is a lot of stress on top of pay, not keeping pace with the cost of living. What teachers are expected to do has significantly increased. Like it's not just like teach my kid math anymore. You know what I mean? Like 
I feel I feel like, and I've only been doing this for I don't know three or four years officially. Um, like they want me to do something new every year, but without more hours, and so I have less and less time to teach more and more things. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And as you know, Common Core. And I'm not against Common Core. I have kind of mixed feelings, but as they're like, well, all of it has to be done exactly this way. They're also removing like freedom from teachers to, to do what they think is necessary in their classrooms as far as teaching. Gotcha. And so it, it just creates a lot of like job dissatisfaction for a lot of people. I see. So another, another thing like on the teaching and I read this the other day and it kind of clicked. I was like, okay, cause I always talk about how, and I feel bad saying this a lot, but how stupid these younger generations are getting because they're using more and more internet instead of figuring out for mm-hmm. themselves, they're using their electronics that they're, gr- they grew up with. Like we didn't have all this kind of crap, but now they can just find everything. So I was reading an article the other day on that because I, like I do, I've always felt that way now. It's like, cause my kids, they will, they're like, Oh, I did this. I, I just looked up on YouTube. We had encyclopedia Britannica. We had to literally, you know, turn pages and find this stuff and research you can now ask an AI to tell you about this book, you know, which I think is ridiculous. But this article, the guy said, instead of telling them you can't use this, why don't we show them where to find the correct answers and how to use this tool properly? Yeah, no, that's the right answer. And I actually just took a computer science integration class with the hopes of like, making my first grade classroom more like computer what's the word I'm looking for uh literate because it is the, it is the way of the future like these are just facts we can complain that it's not like it was when we were kids or we can accept that technology moves forward you know oh yeah I mean, our parents and grandparents all were convinced that tv would make our generation dumb and maybe it did but that didn't stop tv from being a thing you know yeah but i mean so, <laughs> well, <I guess. laughs> maybe it didn't make our generation dumb either because i kind of talked on on the, the last episode when i was doing it with dan and and chase in nampa that up until i want to say i was like 10 or 11 you know whatever watching uh lethal weapon i had no clue there was white people in africa uh-huh. i wasn't taught that in school like hey there are white people living in africa like right and so think of the computers the same thing there's so many things that you're just not going to learn that a computer puts at their fingertips. I, I actually disagree with you that younger generations are getting more dumb. But Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just, I don't know, this is how I said it because, and I don't actually, I don't know, maybe yes I do, but it's more, not not like my kids' generation, it's the in-between. Like the, the guys uh-huh. I work with are so, they can't fucking add. How can you be a 30-year-old man a 28-year-old man, and you can't do simple math. Well, I've got my phone. I'll just figure it out there. Like, that that's thats where I was getting by the younger generation, not like... Yeah, you're saying that their dependence on technology is too high. Yes, and I do yeah. get that I, that's I where it's going. I, I understand. I agree with that, but that is, yeah, it is where we're going. So we still have to teach them to use the tools they have at their disposal, right? Now, does that mean that kids shouldn't be shown how to... How to do math by hand? No, they definitely should. <laughs> oh yeah, and but um, 
not being like, well, we didn't use computers. That that doesn't like, yeah, we had to look things up in the Encyclopedia Britannica. And there were a lot of things we couldn't have found out and wouldn't have known because they just weren't in that volume, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 So. I think I think it's more, I guess, obviously the way I worded it was wrong by saying they're dumb. Not these guys I work with. They're fucking stupid. But <laughs> the younger generations, I mean, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, it just... It's just one of those things like they're always like, I'll just go to this and look it up. I'll just go to this and look it up. And I'm just like, and I know I'm old. I'm becoming the Clint Eastwood, man. I'm going to sit on my front yard and be like, tell people to stay off my grass. I don't know. It's just, I just feel like, come on, people. Some of the stuff you should know. Like, I don't know. Do you remember in class where they taught us how to use a checkbook and, and a bank deposit slip and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. They don't do that shit yeah. anymore. <laughs> what was I mean... I mean, I don't know if they don't do it. I think now it would be like cooking books. <laughs> right. Well, let me put it this way. They don't do it at my kids' school. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, is had to, is had a, and it, it might be that you have to take the right class. I don't know where we did it. I do remember doing it. Um, is took like a home ec class, and she had to not only like balance a checkbook, but she had to like legitimately go on an apartment search and show the apartments she found and what it would cost and come up with the budget. And that's when she determined that life was hopeless because she couldn't afford to live without multiple roommates. This <laughs> <laughs> word Carter's going to figure this shit out soon. Cause I mean, he's, he's awesome at saving his money, but mm -hmm. he wants to move out as soon as he hits 18, which is this October. So that's a few months away, but he wants to yeah. buy and own because of certain things he does. He doesn't want to rent and have, the worry of dealing with that. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. I do understand, but you're not going to be able to, he's not going to qualify for a loan. I mean, that's the problem. He's not, he's not going to qualify for a loan. Yes. Yes. And so, so buying is cheaper than, than renting. Oh, by, by far. For, yeah. Yeah. You saved for a deposit, but you still have to qualify for the loan. Yes. And he's just not going to have, at 18, he's not going to be able to have a credit score that's going to qualify him for a home loan. It's turning him to looking at trying to buy a trailer. And I don't mean a camp trailer. I mean the old school 70s, you're going to catch on fire when you flip on the light switch trailer. And Yeah, trailer parks aren't always great places. And you're still in a renting situation then. Yes, because then you're paying for you're the, the, the lot rent. Yep. And yep, because I've looked at that because I've wanted, I've thought about um, getting a tiny house on wheels. I love tiny houses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so you cool. can park those often. The easiest thing to do with those is to put them in like like a trailer park community, right? Yeah. And there's some communities going up specifically for them now. But, I mean, that's, so then I'm still renting if I'm doing that because I'm still paying like $600 more a month on top of whatever the house cost me just for the space it's parked on. Yeah. And so it's just not. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, he's, uh, he's excited to, to move out on his own, which is cool, which is fine with me again, because we also work together for the past three years. I've been working with him. I see this motherfucker enough. <laughs> I'll be more than happy for him to, to, He's like, I love you, kid, but bye. <laughs> now, doesn't Izzy work with you, or I guess in the same? She did this year, yeah. I don't know that she will next year because she did not enjoy it. Teaching is not the job for her. But it's also a little different, too, because she's 
You're not, her, not in a room. You're not her yeah, boss, not right? Her boss. Okay. Nope. I did tell him, I was like, look, if you go to college, you can live here for free. If you don't, you pay rent. <laughs> He's like, what, $1,000? I was like, no, I'm not an asshole like everybody else. I said one to 200 <laughs> bucks to help with the bills and shit. Like, like literally a studio apartment or there's actually people who are renting rooms, just, just a room and you share everything else for a thousand bucks here. Oh yeah. It's more than that here. That's what Chris has two properties and he rents them out by the room. And I'm pretty sure like a thousand plus on the master bedrooms and a thousand at least on each of the other bedrooms. In the places. Is that why he's yeah. living in freaking Disney world? It's all I see yeah, anymore. Lives- pictures of him in Disney world. Because he moved to Florida. That's what he always wanted to do. He loves it there. I think he's nuts, and that's the last place I'd be. You won't catch me dead in Florida, but... Right? He's happy, so good for him. He's going to have good some homeless him. dude eat bath salts and try to eat him. <laughs> All the fucking crazies are in Florida. Most of them working in government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, on, uh, you know, with all the crazies in Florida, this is something I just heard today. I'm going to move from Florida to Hollywood, though. Uh, we We talked about... De Niro having a baby at 80. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically 79 until August, but whatever. That's like two months away. He's 80. Uh, a freaking Al Pacino, 83, just had a baby. What the fuck is going on with Hollywood? What is with these idiots? I don't I don't know. I, I want to say it's purely a dude thing, but obviously they're not having babies on their own. Yeah, and look, I'm 44. I don't want another kid. I enjoy sleeping. I don't want to change diapers. I don't, you know, I don't want to deal with all that. I definitely don't I want to do it. I'm glad I'm done. Yeah, I don't mind watching other people's kids, playing with other kids, but then like, all right, take your loud, dirty ass home. I'm done with you. <laughs> I wouldn't want that in 40 years from now. Like, I don't want it now. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've considered foster parenting. If I was in a better situation, I would probably foster parent because... Um, I just see that as a different thing, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to have any more of my own. I definitely don't want babies. Foster yeah. Parenting or no, you can keep infants. <laughs> I, the, the thoughts has crossed my mind also foster parenting because there are the, the, you know, the kids out there that need it. And I do. Some enjoy, kids need a safe place to stay while their families get their shit together. Yeah. And I get that. Um, my only concern is the kid, like. Can I handle them? Can they handle me? Do you get what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm going to go beat this kid, but I'm just like. Yeah, they're usually, they usually come with baggage. They're usually children who already have issues that need met. Yeah. And, and I worry that if I can do that, like it's been hard enough with Carter and his issues. Like then, and then if, you know, I move on to somebody with more issues or other issues, like. Can I mentally and physically handle that? I want to say yes, I could, and and reassure that definitely I could. But then I I do get those thoughts like, can I? Would that be something? Like I would hate to bring them in and be like, all right, a week later, I was like, never mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I fully feel like I could. The thing that kept me from it for all these years was Chris not being, and he wasn't completely wrong about it. He wasn't comfortable. Um, with the idea of bringing a foster kid in with is because um, often they need lots and lots of attention. And so even 
if they aren't direct dangers to your own child or you're not worried about them being like negative influences, like if you bring teenagers in, um, you, you do end up in a situation where you may have to pay less attention to the children that are already in your home. Yeah. Because the foster child needs so much attention. So I know lots of people do it and it works just fine. And so I know it could work, but that, that was always my concern in the past. Like, Having and you know, like, like with you, like, is has her own like set of things. So the idea that she might get neglected for another kid who's not was always like necessarily a, a yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So especially since like some people foster knowing that they're going to want to adopt, and I actually feel the opposite. Like, I would almost not want to foster a kid that had the potential to be adopted because I I wouldn't want to get attached. I prefer. I think I'm done being mom. And, and so exactly how I described it is what I want to do. I would love to be the safe, stable place for somebody to be while they wait for their actual families to get their shit together. Yeah. Because a lot and, of kids in foster care are never eligible to be adopted because their parents maintain rights. They're just, they just got shit going on, you know? And and I get that. And I, I agree. That would be like, but then I, that that's another worry is like, okay, are the parents that bad off that they might break in trying to get their kid back or or do do you get what I'm saying there? Like, yeah. And, and I would always get attached. That's, that's another problem I have. Like, even if knowing they're not going to, I would, Mm -hmm. I I can't control that. Like possible not to get attached to, to children, especially children you take care of. It's why every year at the end of the school year, it's hard. Yeah. But I do think for me it's easier knowing that I'm not mom, that this kid has a parent. And so then I just become attached like like a cursory family member would be attached, if that makes sense. Yeah. Something else I was looking at uh, going on, you know, talking some more about kids. Did you hear about this recent one, the 14-year-old who was shot in the back? N- no. In South Carolina – uh, a store owner, like a, I don't know if it's a gas station or what, him and his son was arguing with this kid, and the kid took off running. The store owner, this adult man, and his kid chased this other fourteen-year-old kid, claiming he stole from them, shot him in the back, fatally shot him. The kid's dead because they thought he stole something. Turns out he didn't yeah. steal anything. But I don't care if he did. That's what I say. Even if he did, what the fuck? Yeah. L- luckily, I did read the store. No- the store owner uh, is being charged with murder and was arrested, which is awesome because it is murder. Like, if he stole something, that doesn't give you the right to shoot him. You- yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm just so sick of. I'm so sick of all that. And it's the same people. Like the same people are like, I should get to carry my guns everywhere. Blah blah blah. Be able to shoot people. Defend myself. Yeah, are the same people who want to talk about protecting kids when they're talking about not teaching children about the existence of trans people. Oh, like yeah. you want to protect kids, but not enough not to fatally shoot them. Not enough to take care of the gun issue. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't know. Like <laughs> that's the problem is is the guns, not some dude who wears a dress. Like right, right. Get over it. You guys are ridiculous and uh mom mom and i were talking um a while back and she brought up we, we started talking on that like all these stupid 
states that are putting all these things because it it just passed in Idaho. It's this sort of thing like I miss Idaho. I had a great childhood and I miss I miss Idaho. I would love to be back in Idaho. But this sort of shit happens and I'm like, do I really want to teach in a state where enough voters think this shit's okay that they keep electing these assholes? Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand it. Like I used to be proud to say I lived in Idaho. I'm not now. Not at all. I Dude, don't it's been a while. I don't You just wa- gotta move out of Idaho and then you start hearing things and you're like, Oh my god, really? Really? Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand like, this to me, crap. The first upsetting thing was the the fucking senator who asked if a woman could swallow a camera and see the baby. Like, oh my goodness! Just if you don't know, that's fine. There's lots of stuff I don't know. You're not a doctor, but then just shut up. Yeah. Don't ask stupid questions that that tell everybody that you don't understand basic anatomy. Idiot. Nope. Yeah, babies are in my stomach, the same place my food is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they eat don't you know that i eat it first and then it goes into my stomach and they're sitting in there uh <laughs> grabbing it as it comes down <laughs> yeah. uh there was another one and i think he was in idaho too actually was on the news talking uh against the abortion so he sees nothing wrong with that so they shouldn't even be allowed to abort if they're raped by a family member right uh, because women don't i mean that's what it comes down to women women don't matter the trauma that causes the person who is raped doesn't matter because women are nothing more than baby carrying machines. It's so I mean, dumb. really, that's what it all comes down to. I mean, even the trans shit, they can dress it up any way they want. People talk about it being the latest homosexual phobia and, and even that. Like, it all comes down to the worst thing you can be is even a little bit feminine. So dumb. Women don't deserve rights. So, I, yeah, it's just, it's infuriating. I can't believe you're a woman and you just said that. That's just, you got issues. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how many actual women will say stupid shit like that. Right? I'm shocked like, at how many women support fucking Trump still to this day. It's like, do you understand I, him? Like, I don't get it. No, they don't. And they're not paying any attention. Just like everybody who supports him. Nobody who supports him is actually paying any damn attention to, like, reality at all. No, and a lot of them think he did a great job before. I was like, what did he do? What did he actually do? Nothing. He did nothing good. He made the United States a laughing stock of the fucking world. And, I don't know, he's just, he's an idiot. Like, what president comes in and like, all you scientists, you're fired. Science is fake. Inject bleach. You can't, you can't say, don't, don't say global warming. What? <laughs> this is the same guy who There's tried to. I mean, and it's happening in Florida now too, right? With the, with the Santas. Oh my gosh. Yes. Words you can't say. Come on. It's and then so they're dumb. like freedom. Oh, well, only the ones that are convenient to you though. Not actual freedom of speech. Just your freedom to sell your nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. You're free to do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. And uh, another thing mom brought up recently, she read or she heard uh, the Texas thing. Have you heard about that? Which one? Uh, the She was talking about the Bible studying class. So I've read, I've read a little more on it. She was, mm-hmm. at least from what I've read, she was mistaken. She was like, they're forcing people to do this. So like, no, what they're doing is they're forcing the school to say, 
you have to give them time to do it. You don't want to do it, don't do it, but the school has to allow them to do it. Yeah, we grew up with that in Idaho. Yes, that's what I, the, the Mormons, the, the yeah. seminary, they, missionary, they, whatever. They yeah. get credit to go to their religious class if they want to, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that as long as it's not being like directly funded by the government. Which I don't know how that works out, and maybe that's what I just know there was – she was telling me there were some teachers pissed off, and I couldn't find that article. And I was like, well, maybe they're pissed off because the school will be like, it's going to be during this time, which is then their class period, which then they have to try to adjust their schedule to be able to get their class in somewhere else, which then screws up their whole routine and, and schedule. I don't know. Yeah. but Well, if it's high school level and it's choice, I mean – People are free to believe whatever silly thing they want to believe, and I'm okay with them doing whatever class they want to do. I'm not okay with government dollars funding religious education of any sort. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't pay my taxes so your kids can learn about Sky Daddy. <laughs> you can teach them that at home or on Sunday. I don't care. Exactly. Not on my tax dollars. It's bad enough that your church doesn't have to pay taxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's dumb. that was that was the one thing that that yeah that mom was saying that I fully agree with. Like, keep it separate. That's something you want your kids to know. Then you send them to. There's those schools out there, the church schools that teach that. Send them to that, or teach your kids the things you want them to know on your time at home. Yeah, Not, that's what Sunday schools for. Yeah. Even religious people should agree with the separation of church and state. Because the second you start blurring that line, I mean, and I love them, but I understand why other people wouldn't. That's when the satanic temple comes in and says, hey, we're going to offer after school Satan club. If you don't like that idea, then you should not support the blurring of that line. Yeah. If you can't allow every religion, every Mm -hmm. opportunity that you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. Those clubs are actually really great. Like, but nobody looks into it because just just that they use, and it's meant to. It's meant to just like freak people out. That's why they use the name Satan. It's why they call themselves Satanists. Oh yeah, uh, Lex and I watched a whole documentary on it. Loved it. Yeah, I still haven't watched that documentary. Oh, was it awesome. good? Yeah, it was great. I have been to Satanic Temple meetings before. Yeah. Yeah, I've considered getting becoming a card carrying member because I like a lot of what they do. Yes, agreed. So they just they just exist. To, to challenge church-state separation issues, which is great. I think that's great. Yeah. And they recently got themselves declared a religion, which is fair and right. Even better. <laughs> I uh, I remember years ago, do you remember uh, the the guy who did the whole, the, I think there was a, a college or something, somebody was talking about, you know, teaching the Bible at, at the school. And so he pretty much rewrote the Bible, replacing anywhere where it said Jesus with the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> I love the flying spaghetti monster. I do That's too. It's-, it's awesome. Like I tell everybody he touched me with his noodly appendage. Like I, <laughs> I loved it. And one of my most favorite parts was his bar graph showing global warming going up with the decline of pirates. I fully agree. We need to bring back pirates and I'm not talking about the, the pirates we have now. I'm talking the yo ho ho and a bottle of rum type pirates. I want to see big <laughs> black sails. I want like the original old school peg leg one eyed Willie pirates. 
<laughs> Look, I mean, you know, I'm I'm fully against religion. I went to many different religions uh, through junior high and high school. I went, did different things. I did two years with my girlfriend's family at a Mormon church. I don't, I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in this imaginary man up in the sky. That's just me. I think what religion can be used for good, and when it is, that's awesome. But I just refuse to support um, a hateful God. And so, yeah, would I support my daughter's church? Yeah, I did when she briefly wanted to be religious i used religious curriculum to homeschool her because i was like if you're going to believe in god i made her read the bible every day we're going to read it you're not going to be one of these christians who goes on and on about what the bible says and never bothered to actually read the fucking book yeah true (laughs) that's actually what cured her there were a lot of stories in the bible that just upset her to no end and i think that that says something that like if if a child sees what's wrong with the story, maybe adults should question it, the legitimacy. Well, also, the Bible, the King James Version, is this King's version of what he heard that somebody else heard that it just it goes on. And again... Yeah, the translations and the mistranslations. Yes. And, and even beyond that, the original Bible was put together by a group of Catholics who were like, these are the things we think are important. And they left a whole bunch of other books that were written out. Somebody arbitrarily decided what would and wouldn't go in. Now people are like, this is the word of God. But is it? And who is God? Yeah. <laughs> like, Even if you could convince me that there was a God, I, I, you can't convince me that there's a God that's involved because the universe is huge, like my body to an atom, right? Yeah. There's a whole universe inside my body. Now, do I care what happens to my body as a whole? Of course. Do I make decisions to take care of my body? Of course. Am I concerned with the goings-on of a single cell that will die daily in my body? Not at all. That's the best I can get to with a God. Yeah. But also, then, <laughs> like, then who's to say who's God is right? Like you got Greek, mm-hmm. there's there's a god for every different thing. You've got you know, the 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 Hindu. You've got you know with Ganesh and all that. You've got Buddha. You've got like who, whose god is right? So everybody thinks yeah. their religion and their god is right. And just Buddha like Buddha wasn't ever actually a god, but yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like like there's so much out there, and everybody thinks they're the one true and they're right. And I mean, just within the United States, all the different religions, any of them that go off the Bible, there's so many different religions that use the Bible, but then they're just taking what they think is true in the Bible. And they're saying, this is how it really is. And this is how it really is. And if, if you think about it, like literally God, according to all these other religions is an asshole. Like, you have to do it this way or you can't be in heaven and with your family. You have to do this. Like, but I thought he was forgiving. I thought he was like, he loved everybody the same. I heard a quote once that stuck with me forever. And it was, I will not bend a knee to a God who is a lesser man than I am. (laughs) And I'm like, facts preach. Yeah. Why would I bend a knee to a God who can't have as much compassion as I have? (laughs) Have you heard, um, Alyssa introduced me to this this guy. His name is Rusty Cage. Well, his I don't know if that's his real name, but 
he's a singer. And the song Alyssa showed me is called There Is No God. And I'm like listening to it. And in the song, he's saying, you know, this is all heaven is something made up to help you sleep. And, you know, when you when you die, you're dead. That's the, that's just it. Now, part of me is like, yeah. And then part of me, I still believe in. I really do. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I do believe in reincarnation. Uh huh. Um, I, I, whether it's like I become another person or what, I believe there is energy. Everybody has this energy. And I think that's where people are calling ghosts and whether it's Mm -hmm. like Tyler and I had this conversation because he's a multiverse kind of guy. So whether it's a multiverse kind of thing, where like, there's many versions of you. Once all those versions are gone, where does your energy have to go? So that's the ghost. You're just, your energy is just out there. Whether it's mm-hmm. that or, or whether it is reincarnation. Like, I have memories of stuff I know I've never done. I have memories of a different life. Now, I don't ever remember watching a movie or reading a book about this, but who knows? I'm old. It could have happened a long time ago. But in my mind, I've done these things, but I know for a fact I haven't. And I have these memories and these thoughts and stuff. So, like, that's led me to believe in reincarnation in a sense. I don't. No, again, like I said, if it's just an energy, I've had incident in incidences. I do believe in ghosts or energy or whatever you want to call them, but I don't believe in heaven and hell and and God and in this kind of stuff. But I've been in houses that were haunted. I've been in there when like I can't explain why that cupboard door opened and closed, or why it sounds like somebody's running through my attic and it's empty, or why I literally had somebody who wasn't there. I was in an empty house cleaning carpets. I felt someone grab my arm and pull me backwards. And I turned around and there's nobody there. I can't explain it. So I don't know. To me, I believe in certain things like that, but I don't believe in heaven, hell, God, demons, whatever. I don't know what you want to call it. I think that anything you wish to believe is fine. As long as your beliefs don't lead to, you deciding what's right and wrong for other people. Like, oh, yeah. No. Great. There are ghosts. Unless that ghost is telling you that somebody's a bad person because they don't agree with you, I, I don't care. Yeah. I fully support that. Now, I'm at the other end of it. I don't believe in anything supernatural at all. I think everything's a trick of the mind. I have zero beliefs in anything supernatural. I only believe that we live on in the memories of others. That's the only way we live on. Having said that, I energy does not get destroyed. So in that case, energy always exists. Yeah. I don't know that I think it becomes something as cool as a ghost, but if I could pick, I'd definitely vote for reincarnation. I'll do this shit over and over again. Yeah. I'd love to do it again, (laughs) but I don't actually like have a belief in any of it, but sure. I hope reincarnation's a thing. Yeah. I like like that idea. (laughs) That's, that's like, I don't know. Like I said, that's that's my belief. I don't tell anybody else to believe that. I do believe in it. I, I feel strongly towards it. Uh, and that's why I was saying, like, ghosts. I don't know if I'd call them ghosts, but I have, like, I literally felt like somebody grabbed my hand. And it could be just my mind fucking with me. I don't know. But I did feel it, and so to me it happened, and it was real. But I don't go around telling anybody else, you have to believe this or you got to do this. You know what I mean? That's just me. Yeah. That's how I feel about it, and that's what I believe. And that's what I said. I don't know if I call it ghosts or just 
the energy of somebody, you know what I mean? Like we were in Lex's aunt's house in before we moved to Boise in, in Kimberly. And we're sitting downstairs. We were living in the basement of this house. And I saw a f- woman walk up the stairs. I thought Lex had gone upstairs. It was just her and me in this house and Carter, who was a baby. And she was, she was actually in the bedroom changing Carter, but I saw a woman walk up the stairs. And it turns out there was this old lady. I didn't get creeped out. I felt comfortable and fine. I guess there was an old lady who died in there. So then me having that experience, reading about the history of the house, I just said, okay, that was the spirit, the energy of the female who used to work here or work here, live here. And I've read up on, on some ghosts, you know, there's those different supposed types. There's like the, the ones that like just are stuck in a loop kind of thing. Or, you know, I don't know if I fully believe in that. I don't know if I believe that a ghost or an energy or spirit can physically harm or hurt anybody. But I do believe there's something there. And again, that's why I brought up the energy thing. I like to believe yeah, well, in, in certain things. Yeah, I I like to believe dragons are real, but I'm they not going like, to like fuck with other people over it. No, no. And again, I don't either. I, that's just me. Half the time, I don't even tell people because <laughs> I know certain people, especially in this area, will just be dicks about it. But uh, dragons are fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> course they are ask any kid who's been in my class <laughs> right <laughs> that's uh ask ask you know i mean so so that's so i don't know if I, I told you like my plan for my left arm i'm gonna have a full sleeve mm-hmm. and what it's gonna be is different protection sigils or symbols from different things i don't <laughs> fully believe that this tattoo with like the sunburst and the, the pentagram inside is going to stop me from being possessed because I don't know if I even believe in possessions. I just like what it means. Yeah, I mean, you know, body art, fantasy stuff. I love it all. Yeah. It really just comes down to not being a dick. That's my religion. Don't be a dick. Exactly. And that's why I uh, Let like, other people be who they want to be and don't be a dick. <laughs> I, I tell everybody like I don't believe in religion. If I had to pick one, it's not even a religion at all. It's just a way of life. I would go with Buddhism because it is just love everybody and just be good. And yeah. So in some places it has become like a religion because religion co-ops everything. Yeah. But it, at its heart, it's a philosophy yeah. about how to avoid suffering in this life. It does not address the next life. Having said that, because it started in places where Hinduism is a thing, there's a lot of like blending of Hindu beliefs in certain sects of Buddhism. Yeah. And in the end, I do not think anything that has become a religion and thus religiously followed is ever good, including religiously following Buddhism. But the Buddha himself taught the middle way. And so that is what I prescribe to. I do prescribe to Buddhist belief, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, and the middle way. (laughs) That's like... I don't get too deep into all the different, like, you know, is it this version or that version or these books or that books? Like, the most basic Buddhist text that they all agree on, that's that's me. That's what I support. I support so. basic, but I can't support everything Buddhist because I kill flies and spiders. 
I don't like them creepy motherfuckers. <laughs> I will not just like get it on my I, hand and take it outside. I kill them. Even that. So I've had people tell me, and I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah. And part of that, part of the eightfold path is like not eating meat. But another part is also like Buddhist practitioners, monks, because they had to beg for their food, were taught not to turn down food. So refusing to eat meat somebody gave you is as bad as killing something to eat it. So again, the middle way, the middle way. Like it's just, there has to be balance in things, you know, because I'm going to continue to eat meat because damn it, cows taste good. Yeah. I'm a meat eater. <laughs> like I just am. I'm also a bread eater. I can't fucking do keto. I did it for like three <laughs> months and I hated that shit. Like, no, I want a hamburger with a bun. Why would I give up the best part of my meal? <laughs> <laughs> If I'm having a sandwich, I want the bread around it, not just a piece of lettuce. Uh, uh, I want to I want to move on here now because I have been addicted and I heard mm-hmm. through a birdie slash mom that you enjoyed the show or do. But the marvelous Miss Maisel. So, oh, yes, that's a good show. I, I am huge while, on stand up comedians. I love stand up comedians. And I love that this show I know it's based on, like, I, I've, I've been reading up on it, too, because I like it. It's based on Joan Rivers and parts and also the creator's dad in parts. Um, but I love that, like, they're bringing up real comedians like uh, Moms Mabley and, and Lenny Bruce and, and like, some of these others. And it's just, it's awesome. I am totally hooked. And I like to watch the shows. I never cared about the behind the scenes of the shows. Mm-hmm. until watching this and like how hard, especially back then in the, what the fifties, the forties, whenever this took place. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be the fifties and sixties, right? Yeah. Especially for a woman, how hard and ridiculous it was. Like not just being a comedian, but just yeah, being like, a woman. Yeah. Like well into the, uh, still. <laughs> yes. But yes. Really, really like, even in like the eighties and nineties and the stories, like it's just crazy, but she's fucking hilarious. And I wish she was here now telling stories. I would pay to go see her. I love, I I laugh my ass off in every episode, but I do also feel it might not be as funny without her manager sidekick. I, (laughs) And you know who she is, right? Uh-uh. She's the voice of Stewie from, from Family Guy. Oh, I didn't know she was the voice of yeah, Stewie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do know her face, but I didn't know she was the voice of Stewie. Yeah, yeah, She's She's awesome. I've known her, not known her, like we're not friends. I don't call her and ask her for recipes. I've known of her for years, and I thought it was awesome when I saw her on there. I was like, oh, my gosh. But Lex and I, we, we're, at, we're somewhere in season two, but they were just at uh, the Catskills. And like we're, I think four episodes past us now. But when her dad finds out that she's doing stand up, do you remember that episode? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're standing there, and he like goes upstairs, and they're still standing there. And but her facial expressions, not the comedian, but the the manager lady. I was I tears were running down my face. I was laughing so hard because she's just standing perfectly still. I was like terrified. I don't know. It was just awesome. And that's all her. That's not. You know what I mean? Like it's just like Jim Carrey. A lot of his facial stuff, 
It's not written in the script. It's just them. And I yeah, find that as, so funny. As a talent, yeah. Yeah, just like uh, when I went and saw Blue Man Group. How those motherfuckers can be so hilarious with just gestures and eye movement. It was awesome to me. Because they don't say a single word. They just move and, and suggest things, but their eyes, like, change the way their face looks. Same with, I don't know if you, do you watch much America's Got Talent? No. So in the past, there was a guy on there who was awesome, and now he is in Vegas. His name is Tapeface, and I don't know if you know of him or have heard of him or seen him. But his whole act is just movements with his body and his eyes. He puts a big piece of black duct tape over his mouth. He doesn't say a single word. Mm-hmm. But he, they get the whole crowd laughing just off of certain movements and eye, eye gestures and stuff. And I just thought that was hilarious. And it, it made me think more about, like, you know, the Jim Carrey or like her on, on I wish I can remember her name, on Marvelous Miss Maisel. It's just awesome. And you can't write that. That's just something that they do. And I think a lot of stand-up does that with their facial expressions, too. They'll say something, doesn't get a laugh, and they kind of make a facial expression, and then it adds to that joke. Oh, yeah. Timing and delivery are everything. Sometimes yeah. the jokes aren't nearly as funny as yeah. the timing and delivery makes them. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I Burt Kreischer right now is my favorite. Like, I have so many, I keep saying... I love Eddie Murphy. I love Richard Pryor. You know, like, there's so much. I hate fucking Gallagher. Was never a fan of Gallagher. I get his comedy. I also, I like Carrot Top. I know there's so many people that hate him. I like Carrot Top. I love his prop comedy. I want to see him. I don't care if he is a steroided, yoked up, weirdo looker. I don't care. <laughs> I like him. I find him funny. Um, I follow him on Instagram. I follow his videos. I can't, I, I know one person right now, Chase, um, who would go with me to watch Carrot Top. Same with Weird Al. Weird Al is. He's a, a classic. How do you not love Weird Al? Exactly. Thank you. He is a legend. Nobody does parody like Weird Al. Okay. I would love to see him, but Dan uh, wouldn't go with me. All these other people I talked to, I was like, wouldn't go until I met Chase. Chase is like, fuck yeah, I would go. I love Weird Al. So him and I now talk about that kind of stuff, but like, I don't understand. And I talked, and I don't know if you remember, do you remember when we were younger and mom and dad would have friends over and we'd be told to go to bed and they would listen to Dr. Demento and play their card games at the table? Oh yeah, I totally remember, remember Dr. Demento. Yeah, that was like, that was how I was first introduced to Weird Al. Like it was through that, that, and, and mom with Ray Stevens, who I love Ray Stevens also. Yeah, me too. But he's I not, mean, Mrs. Squirrel Revival, classic. Yeah, but Ray Stevens doesn't do parodies. He just creates his own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so a, I want to ask your niece, Isabella. What do you think of Bert Kreischer? Tell your oh, uncle. I said he's super funny. You wouldn't believe. I always think of you when I hear it. How often? I'm in the room and this is that in the living room watching stand up and I hear Burt Kreischer like special after special playing and Isabella laughing hysterically. And that, I think he is also one of her favorites. <laughs> that that's the that's the thing. Like I've seen him in person uh, and I get to go again next month. Um, 
on the uh, fully loaded tour, which is going to be him, Big J. Okerson, Mark Norman, um, and like three other people. So that's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. But I've seen him in person. I've seen Tom Segura in person. And Tom Segura is funny, too. Uh, it's a different kind of oh, funny. Oh, but Bird Pressure so much funnier. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen Kevin Hart. I got to go see Kevin Hart. Oh, I love him, too. Yeah, he and he was great, and I laughed my ass off. But as of now, like, Burt Kreischer is my number one, and I don't know, like I was telling people, like, I I, uh, I feel like we're the same, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know what word I'm trying to use, but, like, when he's telling his stories, it's like, oh, my God, yes, I've done that. I've been there. Yeah, he feels like a kindred spirit. Yes, <laughs> He's just awesome, and I love him. And uh, hold on just a second. I want to ask is, is who's your favorite comedian? If you can only pick one, who do you choose? Curious what she'll say. She's gonna come back to me. It probably changes week week to week. It's comedy, stand up comedy is her everything. It's because it's awesome. Like yeah. it, it well, really I love is it because it's the only time I really get to hear her like laugh with joy. Yeah. Like Sarah who? Milligan? Sarah Milliken? Do you know who that is? I know the name. I don't know who that is. I'm going to have to look it up. She's your favorite right now? Yeah. She was raised on, um, oh, she cut her teeth on George Carlin. She was like five or six the first time I let her watch a George Carlin special. Because, you know, I'm that kind of a good parent. <laughs> I, I do. I like George Carlin. I like some of his jokes, but I never, he was never in my top. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I think he's just so funny. And do you remember Mitch Hedberg? Yes. I love Mitch yeah. Hedberg. I love his yeah, jokes, and the, it, it it sucks that he was taken away so early. But like, I do like. There's so much. I even liked Dane Cook back in his prime. Now he's a freaking weirdo, and he's not funny anymore. But I did like Dane Cook. But I would have to say, like, it's it's hard for me between like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor back then. You know, with Raw and all that, but. I don't know, like, if they were nowadays, I'd almost rather go see Burt Kreischer over them, but I love those comedians, too. Yeah, I mean, times have just changed, so not all jokes of all comedians are going to stand the test of time, because times change, things change. Some things that were funny stop seeming funny, and some comedians who you find hilarious say something stupid and ruin themselves for you, like... Isn't I really, really like Joe Coy? And so I had bought her tickets for her 18th birthday to go see him. I love Joe Coy. Don't ruin this for me. What's up? Okay. So we buy tickets. We're all excited. And her 18th birthday was like right mid-COVID, right? So they just kept pushing it off. No, I think I actually bought them for... Was it your 17th birthday I bought them for? Yeah. So I bought them for her 17th birthday. And it just kept getting pushed off. So it was like well into her 18th year before we got to watch him before they finally held the show we go and like one of the first things he does is start making anti-vax and mask jokes and i was just like oh please no we like you so much please don't ruin this (laughs) and then it just kept not being funny and i was like oh this is terrible it started off we actually left before it was over as much as we love him I still think he has some really great, like, parenting comedy. Like, when he talks about his kid, I can usually relate. 
but he's just gotten, I don't know. It was just too much. I was like, I, I can't, please don't. <laughs> please, do, you, just. do you think, because look, I, like I said, I love stand-up comedy. I know they were some that were hit really hard with pandemic. Do you think it was like an out of anger kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it would make sense that it's frustrating because it really, really affects their careers. Right. Yeah. Like really affected them. And then to, to finally have it open back up and let's be honest, like COVID was still hitting pretty strong at the time we were able to see it. And then to see things like the thing he did was pick a person out of the audience that had their mask on, which is the polite thing to do and give them a hard time. Cause they lifted it to take a sip of beer. Oh, uh, well, what else? And so he was do? just going on about really, really to just, you just move that to take, take a sip of beer because the germs are so dangerous unless you're drinking beer, which is a fair comment. But yeah. I was just like, really? we got to do this right now? So it totally could have been like out of, I don't know. It just it just killed it for me. It was a bad start. And then he continued to not be funny. It probably didn't help that Tiffany Haddish opened for him. And yeah. she's fucking hilarious. Oh, so yeah. Go from her fucking hilarious jokes to like, I was like, uh, he's just okay. But you know it's gone downhill if it's just like, yeah, never mind, let's just go. We didn't even stay for the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I if any chance I can, and Lex knows it, and I'm I'm sad right now because Piff the Magic Dragon and Piffles are gonna be here at the Egyptian and I don't have tickets to go see him. No. I'm and sorry. He, he is another one I really like. Um but uh yeah, like I don't get to see some because Lex doesn't like him. Um like, I would love to go see, uh, uh, shit. Now I can't think of his name. I just had a brain fart. Not Dana Carvey. Um, he's in all Adam Sandler's movies, too. Um, I'm going to look him up now. Um, he was coming, and Lex doesn't like him. So I didn't get to go see him when he was here. Um, but yeah, I want to see so many, uh, uh, Fortune Feimster. She's been here a couple times. I would love to go see oh, her. Oh, we too. love her. I would totally pay to see her. We love her. Yeah, and that's what I was telling Lex. Was like uh, somebody else was coming, and I really want to see. And she goes, "Well, those tickets are like two hundred bucks." I was like, it's fucking worth it. Like it's worth it. <laughs> but to her, it's not. So I don't get to see it. And I, I'm not talking bad about Lex. I, I I get it. Those are expensive, and you know. Yeah, no, there are things that you can't like. No matter how much I love somebody, I'm like. I could probably rent a video and watch it at home. Yeah, and you so, know it's gonna it's gonna come out. To like, get me to pay some people in person. <laughs> it just it just happens. Uh, David Spade, I think he's hilarious. Oh yeah, I like it. Lex doesn't like him. She can't stand him, but she also it's hard because she hates stupid funny, which is where she categorizes some of some of the stuff. But also, like she'll yeah. laugh at some of Burt Kreischer's jokes, but she's like, I just. It would make me not want to go because I don't want to hear that damn machine story again. I was like, that's his thing. That's his rise to fame was the machine. Everybody, it's just like when we went to to, to Journey and Toto, Toto had to play Africa. They probably yeah, didn't want to. There are things you just don't get away with not doing when they're like what you're known for. Yeah, like they literally, at the end of their set, Toto said, I guess now you want to hear that song. And they, they closed with Africa. I was more excited for them to play um, one of my favorite songs off their first album, uh, Georgie Porgy, which I, I was shocked they played it because that wasn't like one of their famous number ones, you know, like Toto or, or Rosanna or any of that. 
But to me, I loved it, and I was excited when they played it. But, like, that's how it is with Burt Kreischer with, with The Machine. It's like any of his shows, he is going to throw that in there somewhere because that's who he is. Fuck, they just made a movie, which I need to go see. But I did not know. You didn't know about his movie? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's in theaters right now. It's actually called The Machine. I mean, Mark Hamill's in it. Um, God dang it. The uh, shit, the blonde chick from, from Black Widow, the sister, she's in it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it, it literally is his story, The Machine, and they made a movie out of it. Like when he was in college and was like on that train with the Russians and all that. Like, and it looks hilarious, and I want to go see it. So I will, but I'm I'm with Iz. I I love that Iz likes it. I am huge on stand up comedy. I can sit and watch it for hours, and I can watch it over and over again. Burt Kreischer's like that was one of Lex's complaints was his new special came out on Netflix, and I had it saved to announce to me when it was out so I could watch it. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't watch it with me because it was what we saw in person. I was like I get that it, it is it was that tour so we already heard the jokes but also you know it, it's different when you're watching it on tv and the camera's like right up on him because then you get to see the facial expressions and the the movements that you don't see you know when you're in the back farthest back fucking row of the auditorium mm-hmm so I, but I can watch him over and over again. Like one of my favorites of his is the uh, "When in Doubt, Spread Him Out" story. When him yeah. and his family went ziplining. That's probably the only one he does that I could hear over and over again. It's just it is like when she likes comedians, she will listen to the same joke over and over and over again and laugh hysterically every time. Because I'm it's funny. I'm like, I'm a little more like Lex than that. Like, I already know the punchline. It's like watching a movie I've already seen. I already know how it ends. Like, there's no suspense anymore. But is there no movie that you can watch a hundred times and still love watching it? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's usually a big space between when I rewatch something I love. Oh, not me. <laughs> there's, there are, there, I can, I could probably name movies off the top of my head right away. That I would not watch more than once, like Fifty Shades of Grey, Titanic. I fucking hated Titanic. I thought it was a horrible movie. Did not like it at all. Didn't like the acting. Didn't like the writing. I did not like it. Um, but there are so many others that I have. I mean, shit. Just on my Voodoo, I have over eight hundred movies. Yeah, we appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> uh, I can watch Goonies. It's probably my all-time one hundred percent. All-time favorite movie. Uh, There are other movies that I classify as my favorite movies, but Goonies is one of those that I think also stands the test of time and can be played on 50 years from now, can still be played because it's just about an adventure with a group of kids. Mm -hmm. But I've seen that so many, I literally can sit and, and, and word for word the whole movie as we're going through. I can still watch it. I could watch it right now, and then three hours from now, I'll watch it again. I and there. I can't try real hard to think of a movie I could watch like even like back to back in a day, or even like one day and then the next. And I can't. 
there's a lot of movies I really love, but none that I could watch like two days in a row. Not even once, like, and I don't know if you're into action, but like John Wick, there's not a whole lot of talking. It's just action. It's just fighting and blood and shooting and car races. Like, yeah, no, especially not those. Like, I'm just not that into that sort of movie. Gotcha. Yeah. There's so many. I've only ever watched the first John Wick, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I just, I have all four of them on Voodoo now. Um, Same with the, uh, the Fast and the Furious. I think I've watched like two of those ever. See, and, and that's another argument we've gotten into multiple times with different people on Fast and Furious. First off, I don't feel like seeing this, like one of the arguments is how can you watch this? Because I do. I own all nine of them. I've already pre-ordered mm-hmm. 10. Once it's available, it's on Voodoo. I pre-ordered it. And I get it. It's just not that good. But I'm entertained. And I can sit through it and watch it and still be entertained. Whether I think the acting is great, I get through it. I feel it. like they have a cast of characters that's yes. sustainable. I just don't care enough to go out of my way to see them. So I've watched like two of them ever. Yeah. So if I was at your house and they were on, I would be okay with that. I wouldn't be like, oh, how can you watch this? Yeah. I would probably pay attention. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, I have my favorites of those. Uh, I love that when The Rock came on in number seven on, I think those are the best. Um. And now they've got John Cena on. He was on 9, and now he's on 10. And Jason Momoa is the new bad guy. So it's kind of like Expendables. They just have all these different action stars onto it. Yeah, like classic people. Yeah, but whatever. It's 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 something I'm entertained with. And that's why I, I don't... Like, I'm not going to go out and say, this is, this is a multi-million, number one great movie. No, but I own it because I liked it, and I'll watch it. Those are probably ones that, like, I'll watch it, and then probably, like, a month later, I'll watch number two or number three, unless it's, like, with Alyssa, we're going through the Marvel movies, so each night we watch a different one, and there's, like, 30 Marvel movies in succession of what to watch, but... Yeah, I keep meaning to do that, to, like, start, and and I know you have them, so I know I could do it with yours. Yeah, you just gotta write out the list. Yeah, like, in order, and I just have it, and because I do like the Marvel movies. Well, Even if I already enjoy them. Something, I was going to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, love it. Maybe I could watch that two days in a row because I love the soundtrack so much. Right. <laughs> That'd be as close as I could get. I could definitely watch that like in consecutive weeks. Like one week and then the next week. Well, my thing with watching movies multiple times, I always find or catch something I didn't notice before. And... It's it, it could be the smallest thing like, oh, I saw the cord for the camera. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's always something that I see on these and that I notice. And then or like with like with like the Goonies, because I love it so much. I've been to Astoria a couple of times. I've been to, you know, um, Haystack Rock and Cannon Beach. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is where that was done. And if you look at this way, this is how it looks. And the ship went right by there. You know, it's just. I see different things and. Um, just like, like my, my laptop case, there's like the right brain, right brain, left brain. Like the right brain is the, the thinker, the Einstein type and the left brain is the artistic. I'm more of the, the, am I wrong on that? I can't remember. I, I am. Know. I'm backwards. It's left and <laughs> left and right. So right brain is the more artistic, which is me and not Lex. Lex is more of the, 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 the thinker. And I'm more of the, like the seer, I guess. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like I l- can look at a piece of wood or look at clouds and I can see something and she's like, I don't see it. Whatever. But same with movies. Like, so there was one and I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Babylon. It's a newer one with Brad Pitt in it. She hated it. Thought it was the dumbest, most horrible movie ever made. I enjoyed it. I paid attention though, where she didn't. And I got, to me at least, and I don't know if this is what the writer was saying, but to me, I took away from that movie, Hollywood fucks people up. Like, even back then in the 20s, when Hollywood was just starting to make movies, it mm-hmm. takes somebody who is good and normal and it fucks them up and makes them, you know, it ruins their life. Yeah. And that's what I took from it, because it literally, that's, I mean, it follows this one guy who started off, he just moved to this country. Like, the very beginning of the movie, he's trying to help push an elephant up a hill, and the elephant shits on him. That's the beginning of the movie. Then, in the middle of the movie, he's this high, most famous producer. And then by the end of the movie, he's garbage, and people are trying to kill him. And it just, like, that's what I took away from it. And she just didn't pay attention. Like, she'll never watch everything everywhere all at once. I loved it. I thought that was a great movie. What's that? It was so good. Yeah. Lex won't watch it. Um, the only part I could have done without, I, I, I shouldn't say the only, there's two of them. Hot Dog Fingers. Uh-huh. I mean, I, yeah, that was good. I, the, the movie would have been just as good without that portion, but whatever. I get they're showing that there's different things that could change. And the guy taking the trophy up the ass. Did I laugh each time he tried and they moved the trophy so he couldn't? Yes. But it could have been just as good without that portion of it. Yeah, you could have let that scene go. Yeah, yeah. But I liked the movie. I thought it was a great movie. And I keep telling people because some people are like, oh, it's about the multiverse. It's going to be, it's like, it's not that kind of multiverse. It's not what you think it's going to be. She's not going. To these other places. She's just shocking like the thoughts of it into her kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was great. She won't watch it. Um she likes, you know, rom coms and the lovey dovey boring crap. <laughs> so does Iz. We watch a lot of rom coms here because Iz really likes them. Look, I'll watch them with her. I'll laugh when it's funny. I do not like the fifty shades of gray. I totally agree with this one comedian that I heard. He said, you know, if that was filmed in a trailer park, it'd be an episode of Cops. Like, I don't get <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's a love story. It's like, he can't get a heart on without beating the shit out of her. That's that's horrible. I don't like it. Not my thing. Yeah. Did I watch them with her? Yes. Will I watch them again? No. Those are definitely movies that is a one-time watch, and that's it. No, I never saw I never saw the movies and I only read like the first half of the first book because I got about halfway in and I was like I've read better Harlequin romances. This is this is not even well written. <laughs> yeah. If this guy wasn't a millionaire living in a mansion, like it literally would be a horror movie, not a freaking love story. Like it's horrible. You know? Yeah. I just I don't get it, but whatever. There are obviously lots of people that love the books, love the movies. I, they made three or four of them. Whatever. I wasn't a huge fan of, what are those, the New Moon, Eclipse, what is that crap called? Those I that, don't know. Uh, those vampire movies. Vampire. 
yeah. where they where they glitter and, and all lovey and crap. To me, the Lost Boys Twilight is just set it for us. <laughs> what's that? Twilight is just set it for. Thank the you. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Like now, I've seen all those a couple times, but I'm in love with Anna Kendrick, so I'll watch them. Plus, the special effects are pretty freaking cool when they morph into wolves, into the werewolves. I think that's cool. I like those. I don't agree with what they did to vampires, but whatever. I just, yeah, there's arsenic and old lace. I could watch that over and over and over and over and over again. That's another one is Love too. Hi. Is, yeah, Is will watch that a lot, too. Great movie. I also think it's good. Um, Rebel Without a Cause. I've seen it multiple times. I love that, but I like James Dean. So it's just, it, right. it's just <laughs> different. And and that's why, again, like I was telling mom, mom and I had an argument on this. I guess not really an argument. I don't know. Heated discussion. I don't trust critics ever. It's always different. I, I mean, sometimes they'll like give a movie a good 85%, you know, like Rotten Tomatoes has 85% tomato splats. Okay. It was a good movie, but then they'll like rate something that I thought was an excellent movie as bad because it didn't do great at the box office. I'm like, I thought it was good. So it's, it's so hard to just, just like with food. I don't take other people's opinions on restaurants. I take, yeah. I take my own, like, cause everybody well, likes something different. Well, and we had a grandfather who taught us to eat peanut butter and mustard. And that doesn't exactly leave you with normal taste. It doesn't, but it is good. It's now, so good. I don't have it daily. But I do bring it up often because people eat weird things and somebody's like, ew, I was like, can't knock until you tried it. Now, if you've tried it and you're like, like yep. the last, Like the last week and a half of school, that's all I was eating was peanut butter mustard oh. sandwiches. Roxanne had bought me some fancy mustards, like a jalapeno mustard. Ooh. So good with the peanut butter. And then a curry mustard, which was pretty good too. I had a Chicago style mustard. I bought like a pack. There was like a pack of six, and there was like different kinds in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like my kids refused to even try it. I'm like, it. I get the sound of it. Sounds disgusting, but there's just something about it. Opposite about it. Attract, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I tell, uh, because all my kids, which I think is awesome, they're all into drawing and art, and I'm like, look at the color wheel. All right, you got this color and this color, totally opposite sides of the color wheel put them together and it just works like try it if you don't like it i'll never make you try it again but don't say ew to at least take a bite our school cafeteria has a sign that says don't yuck my yum it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) like i love sushi all the time don't yuck my yum (laughs) (laughs) i love sushi riley hates it but he at least tried it he put and he listened to me I was like, take the whole roll. Don't take a bite. Take the whole roll. Dip in soy sauce and wasabi. You don't want wasabi because you don't want spice. That's fine. But Riley loves spice. Mm-hmm. And then eat it. And it, I don't think it was the flavor that he didn't like. I think it was the texture. The texture, yeah. Which is that's my thing. a lot of people. That's, that's my thing with noodles. I fucking hate noodles. But I can eat spaghetti noodles and ramen noodles. I think it's full on texture thing i don't like soggy bread i hate french dips because i don't want my bread to be soggy and pasty and weird i'm with you i don't like my bread soggy yeah so it's it's i think it's more of a texture than a taste now when it comes to like brussels sprouts 
That shit's taste. That's disgusting. Oh, see, you just haven't had good ones. Ugh. Um, same with that. <laughs> what is that? What is that shit people find on the side of the asper grass? Nasty. Fucking gross. The what? Asper grass. Oh, asparagus? Also good. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, artichokes? Don't like them. What? Yeah. Can't now stand them. <laughs> Cannot stand them. Broccoli, cauliflower, and carrots. Love them raw. Do not want to eat them cooked. Consistency thing, I think. Like, if they were meant to be soggy and warm, that's how they'd come off the plant. No. They should crunch in my mouth. I don't do steamed. I don't do cooked vegetables, except for corn, sometimes peas, although I'd love, I love—I like peas preferably Ugh. straight out of the garden, too, but whatever. Yeah, peas are the worst. They're the worst of the vegetables cooked because they're the mushiest. Yes, but they're the only ones I can stand to eat cooked. Like, even mushrooms. Dude, I would it. rather eat a mushroom plain, especially the special mushrooms. Um, not cooked. I don't, I don't want my shit cooked. Like, I just don't do it. See, peas are the one, the closest thing I come to not liking a vegetable. I'll eat them in a salad, but I will not eat cooked peas. I do not like them. They're um, so I've good fresh out of the garden. Vegetable. Yeah, I've never had another vegetable I don't like, though. I agree. Yeah. They're delicious. Fresh out of the garden. I love them in salads. The but kids are cool. Peas. You you want what about split pea soup? No, oh, I love split pea soup. That's totally different. Soup is supposed to be mushy. <laughs> yeah, I was saying it's still cooked peas. That's one of my favorites. Split pea soup and the bean with bacon are two of my favorite soups. Now, yeah. I also love clam chowder, but I cannot stand clams. I will not both. slurp. I love both. I love clams and clam chowder. I cannot slurp a giant fucking booger into my mouth. <laughs> I can't do it. Again, consistency and my disgust with boogers. Uh, I think oysters are the same too, aren't they? Oysters and clams are pretty close yeah, to the same. They take out the shell. Yeah. Um, I like fish, but I'm very picky on how I eat my fish. Like, I love smoked salmon, but it has to be cooked a certain way. I don't go into restaurants and order fish. I don't trust them. I don't know them. They don't know how I like it cooked. So I don't do it. Uh, Mexico, I had some mahi-mahi, which was good. Do you know what I mean? Like, And, and Lex is like, you're just a picky eater. I was like, no, I'm just fucking old and know what I do and don't like. So I'm not going to eat it if I don't like it. Also, why I don't order it. We go to a restaurant, you get a steak, and they're like, would you like to steam vegetables? No, give me some french fries. People look at me. I don't care. I don't like steamed vegetables. I like French fries. Whatever. Yeah. I'm hard in restaurants because I'm hard-pressed to try something new when I know they have something I love, like steak. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pay too much to eat this meal. I want to know that I like it. I love trying new things, but on my dollar. It is It is hard, and Lex is one of those that, no matter where we go, and she'll take like 10 minutes looking at the menu and order the exact same thing she gets every time. I could tell you we go to a restaurant, I can tell you what she's going to get there. But I think it's the same thing. You know you like it. But I, yeah. a lot of times, will order the same thing. But a lot of times, I don't. Because, again, it's I want to try something new. It's just hard for me to justify spending money on something I maybe will like when I could have had something I know I like. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's not to say I never try anything new. I recently had alligator tacos. Oh, I bet those oh are good. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. So good. Who knew I loved alligators so much? 
<laughs> I uh, always thought, just from like the cheap Zatarans box shit we bought, mm-hmm. that I lo- that I liked Cajun food. I've always thought that Cajun food was one of my favorite. Then when yeah. I went to New Orleans, I found out 100% sure Cajun food is my favorite. <laughs> I, like having that fresh gumbo and jambalaya, oh, so good. Yeah. Now, I like Cajun food too. Having those ingredients separate, you know, like the crawfish or whatever they, you know, I don't know if I would like it because I've only had it in gumbo and jambalaya, mixed with the black beans, the red beans, the rice, the sauces. So like, it's different. Again, same with same with like lobster tail and crab. Look, I like the taste of crab. I don't like fucking working that hard for that small amount of meat. So I don't order a crab <laughs> unless it comes out pre-shelled and a whole pile of it for me. I'm not going to get it because it's pointless. Oh, I'd still eat it because I love crab. I, 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 I love it too, but I can't see paying. Like we were in uh, Oregon, the Oregon coast with, with Lex's dad. Last night there, he paid for dinner and he took us to this seafood restaurant that he had heard of. But they roll up paper on this table and they just come out and dump buckets of seafood. I know I like lobster. I know I like shrimp. I like steak. So I had like that bucket. Lex got like, I think, I don't know, whatever's more the king crab, the snow crab, whichever one's the most expensive. Her, her dad, and her dad's girlfriend all got that. And it was crazy expensive. I'm like like $80 just for the crab portion of your meal. Yeah, that's. And it tiny, I don't know if I think anything tastes that good. Right? <laughs> It was like little baby morsels. Like, yeah, it was good, but are you full? No. <laughs> are your arms sore from the workout? Best yes. Thing I ever tasted or completely full? I'll go with completely full. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I want to not. I I, I want. I don't want to go home and be like, should I eat these chips because I'm still hungry? Like, no. I want to be full and be like, oh, that was good. All right. Well, I hate to cut this off before you have lots and lots to go through, but I gotta let you go so I can get ready for bed. Not a problem. I will. Uh, I'll see you when you come up here. Okay, I'll see you soon. Thanks for being on this. And uh, yeah, Dad bought out. <laughs> Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>